today that the average penis size has gone up by 30 centimetres. And nobody told me that. <laughs> you can't go around doing that to me. <laughs> I did not. I did not get the memo. <laughs> that's not thirty centimeters. Sorry, thirty mil. Say, sorry, thirty mil. Yeah, I know. I just realised what I said. That's a whole ruler. Could you imagine? <laughs> thirty oh, mil. I meant thirty mil. Just walking around with it strapped to their inside <laughs> leg. <laughs> the average man. They're going to start selling like special willy tape. <laughs> 30 well, mil. You've got 30 tit mil. tape, now you've got dick tape. Yeah, all your... <laughs> Made by duct tape. <laughs> massively hung... Um, uh, we all, all going around Will Smith style. Gen Y or whatever the, the one is after millennials. Oh, don't, don't. Let's let's not even get into what's Gen, because that's probably what's going to really I come know, up in today. Gen Alpha. Yeah, anyway, it's ridiculous. Go on. Righto. So, are you ready? Yeah. Sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, yeah. I don't know. Am I ready? I don't know. Is it recording? <laughs> well, it was recording for that bit where we just talked about the fact you got 30 centimetres wrong. Oh, perfect. Well, so that can be an advert then. then. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome to the show where two men still firmly believe we are in the glorious 80s and 90s. Today we'll mainly panic at how much time has passed since certain names appeared in our lives. Rob, how on earth are you? I'm good. I'm wondering where I'm going to fit that extra 30 centimetres. Yeah, so a um, <laughs> little bit of a, 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 a cold open cheap show-esque there, I would say. Uh, catching our little bit of a conversation which... 30 centimetres versus 30 millimetres <laughs> is a big difference. Yeah. That's how you use it, mate. You don't talk to me about it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right. Anyway, you have no idea what we're doing in today's episode. Now, no. you said you thought you had an inkling about it. So, go on, fire away. What did you think I was going to do? Last time we did a podcast... And you surprised me with news. It was the fact that you're having a baby. So are you having another True. child? No. Oh, good God. Oh, I bloody hope not. I've had a vasectomy. So, that, that's gonna... so the wife was saying, she was like, you said a vasectomy, Rob. I was like, yeah, it doesn't always work. Oh, oh this did. <laughs> oh, this did. Oh, right. You lost we, 30 mil. Well, okay, get... right. <laughs> oh, Can you afford to lose it? Sorry. No, anyway, no. right, let's go. Right. So thankfully, no, absolutely not. There is no more baby James is going to be appearing okay. in our life. Um, we're quite happy with baby T and not a baby K. So we're quite happy with those two. Thanks. We're not going to go any kind of, no, it's right. no, I don't think we could afford it, let alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good God, no. No, today I am going to ruin your life by telling you some of our favourite things and when they were actually released and how many years that actually is. Uh. Because it absolutely upsets me. Whenever I'm on Twitter, I'll get onto there and someone will post, oh, this came out this many years ago. And I'm thinking, no. Yeah, when, when Tom's allowed on Twitter, he can, <laughs> he can find it. I mean, I had a, before we start, we had a, few years ago we had a labourer an electrical labourer was with us and we were talking about films and me and one of the other guys were talking about Lord of the Rings and he called it that old film and that was a moment for me where I thought oh no I've got I'm, I'm only 37 I'm old <laughs> God, you know I 
I didn't even put Lord of the Rings on there, and that's thinking about it because I'm I'm not a fan of it. I hate Lord of the Rings. I love the books. I love the book The Hobbit, and then the Lord of the Rings films came out. And you know what? In fact, sorry, I was just looking up one film that I knew I should have put on there, but I didn't. But Lord of the Rings, it came out at the cinema, and my mum was actually quite excited by it. And she doesn't go to the cinema. I mean, I grew up, and she would take me to the cinema periodically. So I think the things we went and saw, the things I first saw with her were 101 Dalmatians at the Old Odeon in St Albans. Mm. We saw Independence Day together. We saw Men in Black together. Babe, Pig in the City we saw together. Um, She took me and my friend to go and see Twister. So those were the sort of films. So getting into kind of that that those teenage years and being able to take my mum somewhere and she's like oh there's a lord of the rings film out so i said well no it's just me and you at home so i will <coughs> i will take you to go and see lord of the rings we walked out halfway through really yeah um the thing is i was brought up with the book mm. and mum i'd say it's probably one of her favorite books it, it's definitely within her top 10 let's say and she is just so angry about the, the things they changed and the unnecessary additions into there um i mean things like Liv tyler's elf character mm. if you look at the book she goes off to the elf safe haven and we never hear from them ever again yeah what happens in the film she goes and does a bit of rescuing first she gets on her horse she goes and rescues a few people and then she disappears off it's just Mm. those little additions really made my mum angry and and it was just like oh fair enough it's um fine but actually it wasn't even the changes to the story we walked out because of it was too quick. I couldn't... I wasn't wearing glasses at the time, so I don't know if that would have made a difference. But it was this film... It was... um, What's his name? Peter Jackson was filming in a different frame rate, it wasn't was he, for the first time? I was about to say it was on the first 60 frames per second and films. I think. what we just found was there's so much action. I'm sure it's very impressive seeing these, these huge hordes of orcs. But quick, yeah. it was so quick, you couldn't really focus on anything, in our, in our opinion, of course. And uh, I fully fully accept that there are millions of people that love that franchise and love those films and i'm not not going to say anything against that that's their choice but for me i just couldn't even focus on the battle scenes as impressive as they were i just found it really hard to Hmm. actually pick something to look at they are literally my favorite films of all time (laughs) um i read the other day that vigo mortensen is roughly the same age now as ian mckellen was when he got the role as gandalf Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so <laughs> that that kind of ages it too, right? But you know, this this gives you a gist of what I'm about to do <laughs> right, okay. to you then. So uh, because right. I spent the week just choosing some really random things, just really random things okay. to make you feel like rubbish. Am I that rubbish, or or is it that bad? Okay. Now, are you a fan of Green Day? Let's start with Green Day. Yes, I like Green Day. Yeah. Now, for me, the my favorite album of Green Day is Dookie. Yeah, it's got some abs. In fact, it's one one album. And I don't. There's not many albums that I could listen from track one all the way to the final track. Mm. And Dookie is just that album that I can. Is that the Tony Hawk album? Uh, no. It's the. It's got Basket Case. It's got When I Come Around. Yeah, that's the or, one from Tony Hawk's. Oh, first. is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, this, this is way before the Tony Hawk came exists. I just anyway. call. That's how I know it. That's how ah, really I fair. found out about them through. Well, that. when I, I I got Dookie, the first time I got Dookie, and people may have read this on old web pages when I've written about it. The first time I discovered Dookie was I went into Our Price, hmm. and I was still in primary school, and I picked it up on cassette tape, and it was in an Our Price cassette tape 
deal of like £2.99. I mean, you've aged yourself by saying our price would, before we even get to cassettes. Don't forget the fact <laughs> I worked in our price at you one point. in our price. <laughs> so for £2.99, I picked up this cassette of a dookie. I took it back to my mate's house, Michael Gow, and uh, we, we went back to his house and we were playing on his Amiga and we were playing something like Bart versus the Space Mutants mm-hmm. or possibly Street Fighter 2 at that point. And we listened to Dookie on his Fisher-Price cassette tape player. Oh, yeah. You know, that brown, big, yeah. chunky button thing, thing that kids will never understand now. And we listened to it on there. And both of us kind of felt really naughty listening to it because obviously it was like, it was way above our age group at yeah, that yeah. point. And I fell in love with it. And I didn't understand it then. But moving into kind of my teenage years, that album, just amazing. Anyway... 1994, Dookie, 28 years ago. Oh, okay. So then you start thinking about actually how old is Billy Joe and how old's the rest of the band? Is he collecting a pension? He's not collecting a pension, no. And to be fair, I didn't even bother looking (laughs) at the ages of him because I didn't think I was going to deep dive at that much. Is he bus pass yet? um, He's old. And you just go, you think 28 years, that's 10 years younger than I am. So I'm 38 at the moment. I'm 39 this year. So 10 years. When I think of old rock stars, I think of like Keith Harris. You know, I, well, what about James Hetfield from Metallica? Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> that's, they're old rock stars to me, you know. They are not, getting old. Not, not Green Day. No. and it, it's, it's just Blink-182 are probably so old you too, right? They would have been, I'm guessing, late. Well, probably not even late teenage. I reckon they were early 20s at that album. Mm. So you, you're looking at, they must be heading into their heading into their 50s nearly by now. Yeah, that's rough. So yeah, that, that that's kind of the first one I'm just going to throw at you. And then this, you brought up something actually as I came in, 64 Zoo Lane. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you hate the theme tune. And you know what, fair enough. It's one of those ones that gets stuck in your head and then you sing it I round did, and round didn't and didn't realise I hated it till today. Fair enough. <laughs> Didn't realise. CBeebies. Any idea how old CBeebies is? Now, obviously, we wouldn't have had a chance to enjoy this. I'll give you that hint, because obviously, we would have been at secondary school or college at that point. Right. But CBeebies, and for anyone that doesn't know what CBeebies is, so potentially people outside of the UK, CBeebies is a dedicated channel for the six and under age group. So there's things like Teletubbies, 64 Zoo Lane. Well... As I know the the year now of six four six looked it up, it's got a, it's got to be like twenty something years. CBeebies. Well, interesting. CBeebies, and it started off with a couch in a room that kind of looked like a living room. So I think very kind of almost heading towards how CBBC used to look in the broom cupboard, mm. just a little bit open space. Two thousand and two, twenty one years that channel's been going. Yeah, and what they done with it. Well, yeah, now, now, now we have, uh, you know what, I have to, oh, you'll probably have it as well. I live with it most days now. So we put it on, we have Go Jessers. I think the thing that bugs me the most about CBeebies, and I think it's just really, really crappy, because let's face it, the BBC have got a absolute mint. Mm-hmm. And there are so many shows from when me and you were growing. I mean, Look and Read, for example, unless they've proven Look and Read with teaching things highly incorrectly, so it's not a benefit to children. Why aren't they repeating some of the old shows? I mean, yeah, true. You're not going to repeat Bertha. You could, you could quite happily repeat something like Charlie Chalk. Yeah, then you'd get away with that, I think, just about. But in, no, instead, what you have is you get up to about midday, and then the shows that played from the morning play all afternoon again. Exactly the same episodes. We don't ever put kids telly on because I hate kids adverts. 
Well, so... you see, at least CBeebies doesn't have adverts. Oh, doesn't it? Oh, no, that's no, no. what CB... I liked about that new channel. Didn't yeah, CBeebies has no adverts, but basically the first half of the day is repeated in the second half of the day. Mm. Um, the only really thing that I give CBeebies any credence for is the fact that they brought the rights to Bluey for the UK. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they've got blue. They show Bluey on CBeebies every day. Is that why um, the Netflix or whoever it is haven't got any? No, Disney haven't got any more series. Uh, oh, I didn't know they'd lost out. I, I well, know they've they, got, they got, they've got three certain... seasons and they've got half a season still to release. But then again, to give you my my bluey fandom, mm. I haven't been on to Disney recently to see if those extra episodes have appeared yet. Yeah, we watched. Well, I say we watched them. They were on that. Ah, okay. So there might be some more episodes. So me, me and the wife have got something to catch up on them. I'm sorry, I love Bluey. You know what's a really good new one? Pip and Pip and Posey. Pip and Posey. Pip and okay, Posey's that's, that's not one, one yeah. I've heard of. He loves that. It's 52 episodes, and I didn't realise until we got near the end. It goes through the seasons. It's 50. Every every episode is a week oh, in the year. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's very cute. It's very wholesome. Okay, seven I like minutes that. each episode. All all of them are ready to download. Nice. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll have to dig that one out. But anyway, so yeah, there you go. CBBS. I was, let's see, 2002. I would just finished college and I was going into the real world of work at that point. So that's when I started I the three hammers. Starting? No, I'd have been in college. I was in 17, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, so you were, you were drinking in the three hammers, but not working in there yet. <laughs> drinking in there. I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I wasn't working. Then, Dale, can I have a job? Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's get I'm that. 18 now. Haven't you always been 18, Rob? <laughs> No. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you in six weeks when you are 18, Rob. <laughs> no, Dell and Jan were legendary, though. I'm sorry. So just fill you in. Dell and Jan were the landlords of our local pub that the majority of people in the area have worked at. It's one of those jobs that um, everyone does in the area. Either that or you go and work at the local garden centre or... I skipped those. Yeah, oh, you see, know. I did the garden centre. I did burst. Guys, I loved it. That's where I met Dan. Yeah, yeah, a lot of you guys went there. It was a. It wasn't a bad job, you know. We were outdoors. We had the outdoor Olympics. How far could you throw a compost bag? You had javelin with the uh, bamboo stick. You had all sorts. Then you had um, unsafe working practices where you basically told two fifteen-year-olds, "There's a chainsaw. Each go and stand in that, skip and cut the Christmas trees." That didn't get sold. Oh, oh, it was perfectly safe. I think every like back to the. I think everybody should work in the pub once. I think oh, it's a God, really yeah. good first kind of job to do. If I didn't work in the pub, I don't know where I would actually be now. And as bizarre as that sounds, and I'm sure people will be saying, no, 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 you're you're blowing out of all proportion. I was fairly quiet. Mm. I went to that pub and you're forced to speak to people. And then I ended up doing at least six or seven years of running the pub quiz every Thursday night on the microphone, talking to the entire audience and drumming up business. So it, 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 you're right it's one of those jobs that absolutely gets you out there and makes you come out of your shell yeah definitely or some people anyway i know that we had a couple of very quiet people join and they were lovely lovely people but they stayed very quiet yeah unless they were drunk then they were very loud (laughs) really interesting that one uh right okay so yeah cbb's 21 years old not so scary let's take you to where you really really do love Mm. demolition man Demolition Man. Yeah, tell us your love for Demolition. Why do you ever love for Demolition Man? I, first of all? Other than fact, it's a great film. I think it's one of the films that, one of those films that it was. It's an eighteen. It's I wouldn't let my son watch it, um, <laughs> but for some reason, my old man let me watch it. And oh god, when did it come out? 
I, I we did a, that movie thing. It must be in the eighties they come out. But um, I had a um, a nanny who lived down the road. We're not posh. I just had a woman that looked after me. She, you know, <laughs> called Gwen. Beautiful. Absolutely love Gwen. Good save. Um, and I remember one time I hadn't actually watched it yet. My dad was like, oh, yeah, we might be able to watch it. And I hadn't watched it yet. And I told her that I've seen it loads of times. So she let nice. me watch it. And she watched it with me. And she couldn't believe that my parents would ever let me watch it. But she let me watch it all the way through. And then she spoke to my parents afterwards. And they were like, no, we don't let him watch it. We haven't really watched him yet. We said we might let him. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I've I wore that VHS out. Okay, yeah. so it will surprise you then. Nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. For some reason, I just thought it's always been there. It's one of those things. It's all for me. It's always been there. It does. It feels. So I was eight. It feels like an eighties film. I absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. But it also, when you then start thinking about it absolutely reeks of the 90s in yeah. every single way um they still do that three seashells thing it's in cyberpunk yeah it, it yeah. turns up in all sorts of things yeah. three seashells everywhere yeah anything that vaguely kind of harps on to kind of a a different way the world is a dystopian future because that's what it always is in futuristic bloody films dystopian dystopian there is always hidden away somewhere three seashells but you you know like I think about it, Taco Bell has started appearing in, in Hemel. There's a Taco Bell in Hemel. We, we have Taco Bell in England now. And we I'm are like, all going to die of diarrhoea if I, you go by South yeah. Park. I I think of Demolition Man because of that. And I yeah. think, well, Taco Bell's going to start The take, fast the, food the, wars. Is it the, corp, the corporate wars or something, isn't it? The fast food wars. Is that wars. what the fast it's, food wars? Yeah, it was um, yeah. Pizza Hut, McDonald's, and they, they, Taco Bell won yeah. out. And, I, <laughs> and it's one of those films, you know, when you see an actor clearly is enjoying the role wesley snipes is clearly enjoying oh he is that, that so role. enjoying that yeah. role but even sylvester stallone is yeah and uh, you know he gets so much hate sometimes sylvester stallone oh, i love his film i know he's not the greatest actor mm. i mean as terrible as this is probably going to sound over these microphones i don't care i'm sure judge dread Sylvester Sloan, what's the one line that comes to mind? And knowing this probably won't work, but... I'm the law. There, exactly. Yeah. I am the law. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, dear. You, you, you didn't work on that line, but, did you? You know, and it's one of those things I could believe. Looking back at it, I can believe that. The massive difference between equality of people eating their posh Taco Bell and people eating rats. That is something that's quite real you know yeah, absolutely the, the futuristic cars that with the foam comes to to you know protect them from the accident i could imagine that happening self-driving taxis self-driving taxis exist in america um you know a machine that tells you off for swearing i'm pretty sure an alexa could probably do that mm, you we, know youtube yeah if you swear too much in a youtube video you get demonetized yeah. if you've even got to monetization in the first place yeah. can you tell i'm bitter the um, cryogenically frozen um criminals i can completely imagine that happening yeah no, absolutely and it's there's so many things in demolition man and it's it's such a good film but it's hard to believe that's 30 years old yeah i actually thought it was older I'm gonna yeah. go, that one i thought was older no but i can understand why but Again, you look at Sylvester Stallone and you look at him in his early Rocky days and fair enough, he looks young. Mm. But then the films from kind of the mid 80s to uh, the late 90s, he doesn't change. 
What's, um, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They look the same. Sorry, say that again. Stop on my mum will shoot. Oh, don't stop on my mum will shoot. So no. you heard a story about that. So um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and him were like, you know, bitter kind of rivals, but in a good way. They were kind of jokey with each other and stuff. Yeah. And um, they were, they got to a point where, you know, one of them had to have a bigger gun. One of them had to have more people killed. One had to fire more bullets in each film. <laughs> this is what Arnold Schwarzenegger said. And... What Arnold Schwarzenegger did was him and his team dropped hints that he was going to get this really good film. And the film was Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. But they knew it was a load of rubbish. So they tricked Sylvester Stallone's lot into Into thinking he was going to get it. So he went for it and got it, even then, even though Arnold Schwarzenegger never had any intention of it. Yeah, but let's put it this way Sylvester Stallone did Stop or My Mum Will Shoot, which actually I like as a film. It's fun. Two of them. What? I'm pretty sure there's a sequel. I don't know if he's in it, but but Arnold Schwarzenegger went on to do Twins. Uh, twins. I'm sorry. I, I you put, haven't seen my film list. I put. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. I put don't st- stop or my mum will shoot above Twins. I'm sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so future episode, guys. We are going to discuss our films by year since we were born, and um, I'm getting on? an insight in at this point. Yours is on the site already, right? Yeah, yeah, mine's actually we're on the side. So if secret, you, if yeah. you want to go and see what my film choice is for, for from 1984 to today, uh, head over to channel84.co.uk and, uh, yeah, you can see my list there and what I chose. And uh, just to kind of highlight, it doesn't mean they're good films. I easily, easily admit that there are films on there that are bad. But for me, it was about doing films that... If I had a lazy Sunday afternoon, I had them all on DVD... I could go along and go, yeah, you know what? I will happily watch the fuck out of that. Mm. So no, I, I I don't have any qualms with what I put in my list. Neither, neither should you, obviously. Yeah, some of mine Even are if special. Twins is on there. Some of mine are special. Right, so anyway, Demolition Man, 1993, 30 years old. Unbelievable, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gone into the realm of gaming yet. This and, is going to hurt me, I think. Well, yes and no. Half-Life. Okay, Half-Life. So I I never had a computer that could run it until um, the um, the newer Half-Lives were out. Oh, really? Wow, um, okay. I don't think I played Half-Life until I was at university. Oh, okay. Because that's when I finally got a computer that could actually do anything. So I, that passed me by. I imagine it's, I don't know, 20 years old. 1998, 25 years, 25 old. years old. Now, I'd still play that now. I, I think that's a really good game. The original Half Life, absolutely mind blowing. But young me, so 1998, 25, let's see, I was 13 years old when that came out, roughly. Mm. And um, we had a demo of it on PC Gamer CD on the front of their magazine. And those discs were amazing. You got some great demos. You had a load of utilities, and often you got a lot of. Um, mods for games there was like an entire quake mod collection on one of the cds and it was just amazing that you could play and then after half-life came out they had a half-life mod library Mm -hmm. and there were two mods and i'm trying to think there was one called uss dark star which never got the second half which was really disappointing because it was a complete mod for the game and you were basically on a spaceship doing this entire new story and it was amazing sorry tom are you telling me that something to do with half-life was never finished 
Oh, well, <laughs> funny that, isn't it? But no, these would have been by modders, so I'm, yeah. I don't know why they didn't. And then I can't think of the other name of it, but there was basically, it was a great Night of the Living Dead sort of mod. So mm. everything was zombies. It was just, Half-Life was a mind-blowing game, but 13-year-old me, we had the demo. My brother had the only computer in the house, and he'd managed to, without knowing, spec it up and buy it from Dell and it came with a decent graphics card. It ran Aliens vs. Predator, for example, beautifully. Mm -hmm. And Half-Life played really nicely. And we played the demo. And there's me going, oh, no, GoldenEye looks better. These explosions look rubbish. Yeah. And I remember the demo. It was, um, I think it was the hazardous um, containment course or whatever they called it. The course where you've got to go through and learn how to do this. That was the demo. Mm -hmm. and they threw in a few weapon bits at the end and it was me going oh the flame effects aren't very good blah blah and I'm thinking to myself now what an absolute knob I was because yeah. I look at games now and think oh it's too good looking I bet the story's crap I went for a stage of really caring about having games looking really good mm. but I, the computer I've got now is probably like 10 years old now and I remember like when I built it I, was like, oh, I really want the games to look the best I want to play the best yeah, now I aim do, for ultra yeah. settings yeah I don't care anymore I just, I, I play more old games than I do new ones, definitely. Well, this and is I it. Just, I mean, I've gone past it. I bought that lovely little machine I sent you the other day. I bought a, what called a GPD WinMax 2. Mm. Beautiful machine, and it can play some amazing games. The games I've played on it so far are Minecraft <laughs> and a PlayStation 1 emulator, and I've started <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 1 again. Yeah, fantastic. Because what a game, and... I don't care about modern titles anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong, I will play a few modern titles, but I don't think there's been anything since the first Dead Space, and I'm not buying the remaster, I'm sorry, but it didn't need remastering. But that first Dead Space absolutely took me away. I remember sitting on my 360, getting it on the day of release, sitting there, I was meant to go and meet people down the pub. I thought, all right, I'll play an hour, and then that gives me time to get down to the pub. Four hours later, I then realised, shit, I forgot to go to the pub. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll play it for a few more hours. That was how captivating it was. Since then, I don't think I found a game as captivating or as enjoyable. I mean, Grand Theft Auto V has been good, but even then, they, the, the game stories just aren't what they were, in my opinion. But that, that's yeah. an entire thing we could discuss at another point. Ryan and I played that together, took it in turns, Dead Space. I mention it in a post that's coming up. Oh, awesome. Oh, one of it's, our collab posts off first collab Nice. Because it, it was a good game. Mm. The mechanics of And even now, it looks good. That's why I don't understand this whole need for remastering, except for the fact that you just want, I think, what is it? The special edition, 68 quid? Is it? Oh, God. Or 48 quid new for the rest of the game. It's like, no thanks. I'll just stick I with it. I mean, I've got the original upstairs. I can happily just play that again. It still looks great. It, that's the 360 it. games look great, still. You, well, okay. 1998, 25 years ago, Half-Life. Hmm. Xbox 360. I'm going to guess this one. We were playing Xbox 360 when my godson was born. He's about to turn 18. No way. Yeah, Alex about to turn 18. So it's got to be Holy moly. Years. It's got to be around 18 it's years. bang on 2005 in North America release. Yeah, crazy. I mean, that era, so Xbox 360, PS2, and PS1, so a bit past N64, that 3D graphics era, 
mm. is some of my favorite looking stuff. And I didn't really realize it until I, I uh, T really wanted to, he likes cars loads. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, there's one on Game Pass. There's a cars game on Game Pass. I want to start playing that. And the, the jaggedy edges of all the 3D models on it. <laughs> oh, Chef Kiss. Brilliant. I love it. There were, a really hard game too, actually. <laughs> but you know what? I, I still remember when we bought... Which, oh, which one was it? One of the Battlefields on the 360. And... Bad just, Company are the ones we were playing. It might have been Bad Company too. too I can't bad remember. Company too. Either it was one of the... Um, what was the other range? Was it Call of Duty yeah. at that point? It was one of those two. And we discovered that if you went into the disk menu, you could install it to the hard drive. And you got the better textures then. I think that might be Battlefield. Yeah, I can't quite remember now. But doing that and then seeing the graphics just jump up. Even if it was only that little bit of a notch, but even for the 360, it was like, wow. Not that. Not only that. That was at the same time that um, I had like an AVR in my bedroom. So I'd surround sound in my bedroom around my bed. I set it up around my bed. And you can hear the sh- shell casings yeah. of your light machine guns landing on the floor behind you. Um, and that, to me, was crazy. No, the absolutely. sound design in absolutely. that game. They call it war tapes, they call it now. If you go in the menu, it's called war tapes. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But no, yeah, the 360, 18 years old, and it's. I often go back and think about this. Now, I had the original Xbox, which we'll come on to in a minute. I've had the Xbox 360, I've had the PlayStation 2. I didn't get the PlayStation 3 because I had to go on it and I felt the controller was really light and I hated the controller and I refused yeah, to. Yeah, super light, yeah. Uh, and that's because they lost the dual shock license at that they point, didn't, didn't they? They didn't have the rumble. So, yeah, the they had to had have... The rumble, yeah. uh, I've had a PS4, then I've had an Xbox Series... Uh, Xbox One, I've got an Xbox Series... Oh, no, sorry, what is it, an Xbox? You had an Xbox One X. Yeah, and then I've and got the got Series, Series X. X. Yeah. Absolutely, and then I've got a PS5 on order at the moment. So I've gone through the majority of them, but still, to this day, I would say the 360, such a close fight between that and the original Xbox, but the 360 just about pips all of those as my favourite games console out of all of those generations. I don't throw kind of the PlayStation 1 or earlier in there because that's a whole different kettle of fish. That's where I learned gaming. Other than the ZX Spectrum, I learned my gaming on a Mega Drive and on a PlayStation 1 and the very early PC days. So I don't kind of put any of them above each other because they were all such different things, like the N64 as well. But when we got to the Xbox and the Xbox series onwards and all the PlayStations from that period onwards... It was a fight between them as brands, and it still is, let's face it. Um, But no, the 360 is my, that was the best console I've ever owned sort of thing. I think the online helped it. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was probably, no, it was the, no. Okay, so properly online for me was PC, and that was Counter-Strike. Uh but even then, there weren't that many games I played online with that. It was Counter-Strike. We might have done Duke 3D if we could get it working. Uh, maybe Red Alert 2. And that was really about it. But you're right. The Xbox 360 and having Xbox Gold and to be able to put a headset on, even the crappy one that came with it, mm. and be able to play this whole range of games with people. Yeah. Game It made it more accessible. I... I... 
only ever used the headset that come with it. I never, ever brought a different one. Always. No, I didn't. I still have one upstairs. I had it plugged yeah. into the controller like everyone else did. And by the end of its life, it had tape on the back of it to hold the cable in the very the specific foam, like, measure grades, so yeah. that the funnel, yeah, would stay exactly where it needed to yeah. be. It, um, it, it, yeah, it just made it easy for everybody to do it. And I'll, I'll, I'll still be honest as well. I, I loved the Xbox Duke controller. The big, big, chunky, beefy boy. Yeah, I didn't mind that. But the 360 controller for me was perfection. And they barely I, changed it. Well, exactly. They, they barely changed it in, in current years. You compare it to the 360, there's so few. Mm. It might be a little bit bigger now, a few more buttons. It's certainly heavier. Ultimately, they hit that perfectly. And you can mm. see why the Stadia controller, the Switch Pro controller all took that similar design. Yeah. And I don't, don't mind the PlayStation controller with the DualShock analogs. Absolutely fine. But yeah, the Xbox controller, for me... Have you had? Have you ever held a PS5 controller? Not yet. Well, don't, don't go in touch. My weights, yours come up. They feel great. I have heard and that. And the adaptive triggers are... I think Xbox need to do that. Oh, you see, I've, that's the one thing I've got is when I bought my Series X, no, not Series X, sorry, my Xbox One, mm. I bought with it the Elite Controller 2. I've got one of those, yeah. And the difference between that and the boxed controller, yeah. holy moly. I never use the paddles on the back. No, I took the pedals off and you, I, I have it. I, I must look into those and see if they could benefit me in any way. I'm guessing for something like Flight Simulator, they might having the additional buttons and stuff like that and mapping it out. Um, but it is a supreme controller. But I have heard and I do look at the technology involved in the PS5 controller and think, why hasn't Xbox gone that far yet with theirs? Because nice. they are losing that battle very much so. Hmm. It's a really good controller. Right, okay. Well, I will look forward to that. But you know what? Let, let's come off from Xbox. Well, actually, no, before we come off Xbox, because I've got one more Xbox on here, and that's the original Xbox. And I honestly thought there was a bigger gap between the 360 and the original Xbox, and obviously not when I had a look. So I haven't, I never owned the original one until two years ago. No, right. no two and a half years ago. I got it from eBay just before T was born. And what, what have you got Reckless the Yakuza missions? No. I am going to lend you that. You're going to put it in your Xbox and go, well, if they could do graphics on the Xbox like this. What happened? Why didn't any of the other games look this good? Right, because okay. honestly, um, it came out on GameCube and it came out on PS2. And if you look at any review online, the Xbox one is the one to go for. And mm. it looks stunning absolutely stunning in every way and it's just a good fun game okay, yeah i've not even heard of it it's people hadn't it was a release title and people didn't and it's you get to drive a delorean at some point oh dear. you get to drive this giant monster truck basically it's a really simple game every level you get a new car and there's something else to do and you've got this big sprawling city a bit like uh, midtown madness and you've got to go and do the various things so it's like there's four bomb trucks driving around Go and get them and then return them to the uh, bomb disposal spot we've specified on screen. Um, there was a game on the Dreamcast called Super Runabout. That was, um, it's very similar to that. Okay, I know that one. Um, but yeah, then you get all these new different cars to play with. And yeah, they're one of them. The DeLorean, you get sports cars, you get monster, you get bus, it, all sorts. But it's a good game. But it looks, the thing about it is for me, is it's 
pushes the Xbox and probably is one of the best looking games on that system. But that was 2001, so 22 years ago. I was going to say it's got to be, if, if 360 was 18... I was going to say 21 or 22 years. So I was working. So I was at college. So I'm halfway through college at this point. And I was working at Game Watford. Mm -hmm. And everyone else had done the pre-orders for the PS2, which had already come out or was coming out at that point, whichever way around it was. And no one wanted to do the pre-orders for the Microsoft one. And we had our corner dedicated to it in the shop. And everyone in the shop was joking. Around, I just really like the look of it. So the manager said, well, when you're here, you're in charge. So I pushed sales for that goddamn console. And I loved it. And we got so many pre-orders. And we did the midnight opening. And before midnight, we got there for like 10 p.m. Pizzas were ordered in. And in the, I don't know if you remember the old game store in Watford. But when you walked in, on the left and right, facing the till. So if you walked in, to your right and left, there were two giant, maybe 50, maybe 85-inch plasma TVs. Inside or outside? Inside. Game. Inside game. And they were looking towards... Because there was two the... games, wasn't there? There's was an inside Harlequin game and an outside Harlequin Oh, well, that, no. So the outside one was Electronics Boutique. It later uh, rebranded as game. But this right. is game that was inside. I'm trying to remember. And they had these two big giant plasma screen TVs and I remember getting there at 10 o'clock and there was an Xbox on each one network cable running all the way around the doorway and we did eight play Halo on it while eating pizza wicked and then the doors opened and we sold out in minutes Mm. release titles gone extra controllers gone consoles gone and we won that night we sold the most Xboxes not just on pre-sales but we sold the most Xbox pre-sales actual sales for the entire UK and game. So I was damn chuffed on that one. And then I got to buy an Xbox slightly discounted. And um, I went, to going back to your thing about the AV stuff, next day I then went to Curry's, which was next door, Dixon's that was next door, bought a Yamaha cinema receiver, a surround sound, mm. and had the original surround sound on that Xbox. And I think the first thing I watched on was Event Horizon and scared myself shitless. Oh God, Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah. The uh, going through the narrow tunnel circuit board scene in surround sound in pitch black is I terrifying. I struggle watching that to this. I mean, I only had ever seen that in, when Miranda showed it to me. I'd never watched it. Oh, wow. Okay. And wow, it scares me. So do film. you know about the fact that it was banned? No. Because so it was so scary? <laughs> it failed to get certification unless major cuts were made to it. And they've been lost. There is no way there's oh, going to be a director's say, cut. They've been the destroyed. Oh. But apparently, the uncut film was uncertifiable. They couldn't put a certificate to it. I don't know. All I've heard is 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 that basically. Yeah, I've been is tame nowadays, isn't it? That's true. But let's face it, Event Horizon was never tame, even now. So you consider what what must have been removed. <laughs> I think even if if you said to me, let's watch Event Horizon now, I'd be looking outside to see if it's light. Yeah, fair enough. Because I wouldn't want to be watching it at like one in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a great film. I love Event Horizon. It's I love Sam Neill. And in fact, you've got Lawrence Fishburne in there. Lawrence Fishburne's the other guy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Anyway, right. So yeah, that that's all I wanted to say about the original Xbox. It's one of my favourite consoles, and it's just the fact it was a really low year gap between that and the 360, and then we slowly kind of got more and more years between, and now we're at this stupid point where you get the Xbox, uh, Xbox One, Xbox One X, Mm. and it's it's the same. It's like minuscule speed increase yeah the one and one x were basically the same thing 
Yeah, um, and to be fair, the, the 360 did it. Xbox 360, the Xbox 360 Slim. Yeah, they were just... I don't think that added any functionality. They added Other than a Wi-Fi. really annoying button. To this day, annoys me. Oh, what, that touch one? Yeah, you just got to, like, walk past it. And <laughs> the dust that you create opens the dish tray or so turns it on. Don't forget they added Wi-Fi because the initial consoles right. didn't have Wi-Fi. You, you had, had to dongle. buy that little dongle, yeah, yes. Yeah, had a dongle, yeah. Um, okay, right. Let's come away from gaming. Let's um, watch. I hero- There's not much left on it. Let's do a little bit, one more music bit. Right. What do you think of Blink 182 or Blink 182? Whatever the way you're meant to pronounce that, Blink 182 will stick with. Um, I, I definitely like them now, my adult years, but I didn't really get into them until I was at the pub. Ah, uh, fair enough. So, all the small things. Yeah. A song that everyone knows and a song that I would guarantee anyone that's vaguely into guitar that wants to do slightly pop punk or punk rock, whatever you want to call it, All the Small Things is one of those first 20, ones that people will learn. 25 years ago. Boom, 24, oh. 1999. Yeah, I mean, that's quite depressing. I, to be honest, I thought it was older. I was going to say, I, I couldn't place it in my head. I was going to say, is it more towards the realm of Dookie or did Blink-182 come out that much after Green Day? And it, it just makes you start thinking, oh, okay, they, they came out a little bit later. because I feel they're the same. In my, in my mind's eye, they're the same. Exactly. And that's, that was kind of the whole idea of this, this. This whole episode was there's so many things that just run into one. And then you hear that there's this giant gap between certain things that you've always attributed together. It's like some 41, you know, they're probably later than that. They've got to but be like, early 2000s, yeah, surely. But I feel they're in the same category because a film was like American Pie. You know, they're all in that. Yes, exactly. So in my brain, they're all the same time. So to tell me that Green Day are a lot older than that, that screws with me. It's, it, it is very, very odd, isn't it? But, but yeah, I mean, I can't think of Blink-182 without thinking of Telfer. It's just that's him <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i didn't put the offspring on there because again i should have because the offspring oh, are the offspring. older they are around green day era along with um crazy taxi so, the offspring and ramstein oh are two ramstein. of my my dad's favorites <laughs> uh, well, hang on hang on your dad likes dad ramstein likes ramstein yeah that is amazing now none of you will have ever well some of you will have met rob's dad but if you ever did you'd look at him he's an unassuming gentleman yeah you would walk down the street and you think okay maybe some classical maybe rock and roll very no 50s 60s 70s rock he's a 70 year old early 70s year old man very well spoken very intelligent businessman london businessman yeah and he likes and if he had his ear if he had his earphones in (laughs) do do hast do hast niche you know why he likes kerrang oh man is that that, still on anymore that is a magazine that has changed horrendously and it's i'm talking about the the channel yeah i remember Mm. the channel but I remember the magazine. So I used to buy the magazine, the magazine at yeah. secondary school to fit in. So when I didn't have my clique and I didn't know what I wanted to you be. You wanted people to know you had the Kerrang! I magazine. bought Kerrang! and Metal Hammer. And I had a group of friends that enjoyed reading it with me. But that was back in there. And it really was kind of heavy metal. And then, oh God, I think the last time I looked at it, it was probably a good 15 years ago. And it was like 20 Seconds to Mars or whatever their name is in there. It's like, 
Yeah, this doesn't belong in Kerrang. I, yeah. I don't know what's going on with my life There's anymore. No more Slipknot on the front. Okay. No, it, it's a very different ma- magazine. But um, so yeah, all the small things. Nineteen ninety nine, twenty four years old. Mm. We'll, we'll move over that. I've got let's have a look. One, two, three more films, and then two TV things to finish it off with. Okay. And you know, one of these I don't think it appears on my list, uh, and it would definitely have come in either second or third place. I think. Mars Attacks, the film, the film, not the uh, the Tom Jones's seminal um, cinema role. Um, uh, it's a nineties film. It is a nineties film. I no, remember finishing it, secondary school for the day, and me and my mates sorry. went to the cinema to watch it straight after school. Who's the woman who is it? She, she has the chihuahua and her head gets put on the chihuahua. Who's that? Who's the actress? Oh, God. Um, you know, I'm going to look that up. And Tom you... Jones is in that film. It I'm is sure Tom is. June yeah, Jones yeah. in that film. Uh, um, and... 96. Bang on. Ah, 1996. Yes. And a grand total of 27 years ago. Wow. Um, I have not seen that film in so long. And it didn't even cross my mind doing the film list. And I like Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks is a wonderful I would film. watch that right and, you know, now. I bought it on Blu-ray and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then it suddenly it. popped up on Amazon and it's like four ninety nine Blu-ray. So I am buying that. Turned up, it's in Italian. You've got to, every time you put it in, you have to change it to English. My John Wick's in Polish. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Amazon too. I was like, oh my God, how is it? Look, this is so cheap. This, I get this one, yeah. But okay. That's why it's cheap. It's a mid-90s film. It gets 6.4, which I really disagree with on IMDb. And you listen to the cast. We have Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. Sarah P- P- Jessica P- Parker. Pierce Brosnan was the guy I was trying to think who else was in it. He, yeah, he's the one that's dating Sarah Jessica Parker. He's, Sarah Jessica Parker gets her head on the yeah. chihuahua. You've yeah. got Annette Benning, mm-hmm. Glenn Close, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Michael J. Fox... Uh, Rob Steiger, Tom Jones, Lucas Haas, Natalie Portman, Jim Brownleys. You've got so many big Jack Blacks in it. What did they tell these people this film was about to get them in it? I have no... Christina Applegate's in it. God, that's a name you don't hear very often anymore. I'd love to... I think we should watch it together because I would like to see how the CGI holds up now because in my brain it's perfect. (laughs) <laughs> yeah in my brain you can't fault it and you oh, i know. have not seen this film in a long time okay, we will have a episode where we watch this because there's also another episode where we have to watch an episode of arthur coming up yeah and that is going to just that's going to melt not let alone the people listening to this if they ever watched arthur the the cartoon aardvark we're talking about not the uh the film starring dudley moore um <laughs> and this is going to break you this episode and i was crying with laughter trying to work out please tell me someone's dubbed this and they've accidentally broadcast this and then it turned up on cb um not cbbc there's a channel called pluto tv which is just repeating everything non-stop every day a bit like dave Mm -hmm. but it's got adverts but there's like an arthur channel there's a teen mum channel there's a dog the bounty hunter chunter channel it's um it's an odd one. But yeah, Mars Attacks, 27 years ago. And I still remember to this day, it would have been, I'm guessing it must have been UK. I could look it up, but I'm not going to bother. Um, I'm sure it must have been a winterish or late autumn release because I remember leaving school. It was getting dark and we all walked from Palmer's all the way up 
to where they just literally had only opened Woodside Cinema there and all going to go and see Mars Tax together. Mm. And uh, we loved it. And I still love it. And you're right, it is an absolutely brilliant film. I hadn't seen it till it was on TV. Oh, it, fair enough. They used to be on TV quite a lot. It's one of those films that I don't think, just don't think they do it anymore. They just late night they used to just play films on like Channel Four. Well, do you something. remember Film Four? You got weird. Well, that's still art around. Films, film but they used to do really good films as well. Hmm. Um, and that's actually going to bring us on to something in a minute um, with regards to TV. And you're saying about Channel Four. Um, Actually, you know, fuck it. Let's come to it now. Channel 5. Yeah. The, the so speckly, speckly we, porn late at night, we, Channel 5. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up in a world of four channels. Yeah. And I know there'll be people listening to this that grew up in the world of three channels. But we grew up channels one, two, three, and four. And then along came this new shiny channel. And they paid someone. And it turned out it was my mate's dad was paid by someone to come around and retune everyone's TV so they could get Channel 5. Yeah. we Channel 5 never worked in my room. It only worked in one room in our house. For some reason, it could only work in like my parents' bedroom. It was the only room that we could get Channel 5 to work. Boom, chicka, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder what they were doing. You know, what I was trying to do. Um, <laughs> you know, you, it was awful, the quality of Channel 5 coming through. And I have no idea why. No. I, I work in the industry of AV, and I do not know why Channel no, 5 this, this this, didn't work. And this will, this will hurt you then. Mm. Because we had our main aerial that ran downstairs to our one TV. We were all allowed TVs in our room after a certain age. And we had to live with the little circular metal coat hanger aerial sort of thing on the back of a TV. And it was just after this sort of period. So it would have been about 99, 2000. And I got a bigger TV for Christmas one year. And it was amazing. It was a Wharfdale TV. So it came from Argos. And it was beautiful. And the picture quality was beautiful. I was just, I was blown away by it. But the reception was terrible. Because really, it would have been for a small living room, not a bedroom. So it didn't have a portable aerial on it. So I remember that morning, I, not that morning of Christmas Day, obviously, uh, after Christmas, I think it must have been January, January sales, I walked to town, I went into Wilkinson's, and I bought an aerial kit. So one that you meant to put on the roof. I bought a length of coax cable. I then came home, I climbed into the loft, I built that aerial and I strapped it to a loft beam with insulating tape. <laughs> so it's pointing up towards the stars, not in the right direction. Not at the right place. I've then run the coax cable through the loft hatch, down the wall, behind a picture frame, to the TV. And I got perfect signal on all five channels. And do you know what's really going to wind you up? Mm. It has been 23 years. It's still there, isn't it? It's still there. It still works to this day better than the aerial on the roof of the house <laughs> that's been redone recently. And it does digital. Oh, that's nuts. It does digital as well. All those poor people had to change their aerials to get digital aerials. And it's still there with and the same insulating tape that I just went round and round and round the bracket with. Ooh. And it's sat on... I'll try and get a picture of it next time I'm home and I'll, I'll, I'll put it up on the webpage and on the, the, the social media. <laughs> Um, because that was an absolute win. But we, you still haven't guessed, though. When was Channel 5? So I, think I, was, I was obviously still at my parents. I was just going to say, when I met um, my now wife, Miranda, she still had a black and white television in her bedroom. 
You know, you see, I started with the black and white. My uh, aunt and uncle felt bad that I didn't have a TV where my two brothers did. So they gave me their old one from their little mobile home. I gave home. her my old television. And it was a yeah. black and white one that you had to rotate to find the channels. Oh, really? We, I don't even think my parents had one. My parents had one where you, you kind of clicked it and it would push other buttons out. Oh, you know, I remember those. Yes, yeah. They had one then. Uh, okay, right. So what year was... Um, what was it again? Channel 5. Channel 5, sorry. Right. So I would, have been, <laughs> I would have been my parents still. I was young, exploring my sexuality. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how old would I have been. I would have been like 12, I don't know, 12 maybe. So I was 12. I've got my eyes closed for people who can't see me. Uh, 97, 98. Boom, he's good at this, isn't he, boys and girls? <laughs> 1997, it yes. live 26 years ago. And it has had those winning moments where everyone knew it was the porn channel. Mm. 11pm onwards, you had soft porn. Yeah. Then from about one o'clock in the morning. Sounded great. I can't tell you what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> then one o'clock in the morning onwards, you had... NHL ice hockey. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. And then when we were working at the pub, I used to come home from doing kind of the clothes up, cashing up, get home for about one and have a bit of dinner. I'd sit down and I would watch the Dilbert cartoon. And I loved the Dilbert cartoon strip. So I had no idea there was a cartoon. And I turned it on, like, what's on? Or oh, I watched a bit of ice hockey. Oh, it's not Dilbert. I didn't know there was a cartoon. Very American of you, isn't Dilbert an American? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, NHL. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Very suppose, American. Yeah, sorry, NHL. But yeah. Channel 5 seems to love kind of the American side of things. But um, they had so, so many weird things. But Channel 5, for a period, had the best films. They were doing the terrestrial um, releases of films more often than the BBC and Channel 4 were doing. Oh, really? So film out at the cinema a year later, you'd think, oh, Channel Four is probably going to show at BBC One. Nope, Channel Five. I yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to really see Channel Five until I got Digibox. Yeah, well, that, that that's understandable. We only actually see what they were showing. Yeah, fair enough. But Channel Five got a lot of the premieres for terrestrial side of things. Uh, and the only other thing I remember is they had a, and I want to say. I think it was Family Affair or something like <laughs> that. They had a soap opera that they ran. And it was so bad, they blew up the entire street in a gas explosion and restarted Re with new cast. Recast. And from yeah. a, a recent, and I, I could be wrong here, it could be a complete different show. Apparently they did it again on a cruise ship where there were these bubbles floating down and then they blew up again. I'm not entirely sure on that. I need to kind of do a little <laughs> bit of research into that one. But... Channel 5 had some very weird moments. But yet they had wrestling. They had all sorts going on for it. So yeah, it should have been wrestling. a popular channel. It just... If people can get it. No. That's just it. But well, neighbours moved to it eventually. Hmm. BBC gave up the neighbours' rights and then it went off to Channel 5. I think they've got Home and Away as well, actually. So I think so. Um, I'm honestly surprised Channel 5 still exists, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. With how it started, how it went, I'm really surprised. But uh, what can you do? Uh, but okay, right. That was the. Actually, there is one more TV thing, but we'll come back. We've got two more films then. Uh, one's probably going to upset you a little bit more than the other. Okay. Uh, and we're going into the world of Marvel now. Mm hmm. Iron Man. I feel like it's recent, but it can't be if you've got it on the list. <laughs> well, that's the thing. 
everyone immediately you go to the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it started with Iron Man. I I must have left the pub at the point in time that Iron Man came out. I can't have been watching Iron Man while I was eighteen. I can't have been. <laughs> can't have been watching it. Not that long ago, thankfully. Right. But I think it will worry you when you hear how long it actually was. Let's just pretend I was 25. So how, when would have that been? Do the maths in my head. 2010. 2008. 15 oh, years ago. Mm. And <laughs> I rewatched it recently <coughs> and it is still a solid film. Yeah. Yeah. The first it time, man, still one good. of the better ones. Yeah. It, it's definitely one of the better ones of the MCU. Let's not get into Iron, Iron Man Man film. It's funny, I, I was chatting with people on this the other day, and I can't help but feel now the MCU is done, and I know they're trying to relaunch things and get different stories going in it. But I'm just a bit sick of it now. I haven't been fussed about seeing one since the Thanos stuff ended. If I'm honest, I was already getting bored by that point. Mm. Um, I was really disappointed by Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, because the first Ant-Man... That's the second Ant-Man, isn't it? Not yeah. the one that's just come... Not the no, the first Ant-Man. Ant-Man, I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was... It was I really right. enjoyed yeah. that. Then the second Ant-Man, and it's um, not really. Um, I, I like the Loki series. I thought the Loki series was, was good. I've not watched any of the series. I'm going to be honest there. I've not watched one I haven't watched... Um, I think you'd like WandaVision. WandaVision. I, I haven't think you'll like that. that. That's a good one. Okay. I feel like I actually probably prefer the series at the moment, but I haven't seen the Hawkeye series. I just think they, they were all getting really old hat and rehashing things that didn't really need to. And I guess... I got bored of that continuing storyline of the MCU. I got bored of hearing about Thanos and the world getting better mm. and everything after. And as hated as it was, I enjoyed Captain, not Captain America, um, Captain Marvel. And that's panned yeah. by a lot of people. And, you know, I quite enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's only panned because of things that she said. That's it. Oh really? She said something I don't remember what it was now. I and had, even if I remembered, I wouldn't say it. I but had it, I had fun yeah. with it. It's it's a fine. The film's fine. Yeah, there's none of it. People just don't like her. That's would, literally it. You know what it's like. We, yeah, we no, know absolutely. Internet culture. It, that's just what it is. But um, yeah, for me, the MCU's got a bit. I will go and see Ant Man and Quantumania or whatever it's called. And I'm really hoping. Today. Yeah, it, it looks really promising. Dated us. I will go and see. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, as I've really enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy films. But that's because they're so distant from that other storyline that's going on. I get... Yeah, because for me now, the Marvel films are just, meh, okay, there's a Marvel film out. Like, I'm sure the new Black Panther is very good. I'm in no rush to see it. I'll see it eventually. Because it's on Disney+, Plus. I've got no well, kind of reason to it's rush all, to it's, it. It's already on Disney. Yeah, so it's out already, so I'll <laughs> see it eventually. Um, but I get more annoyed by the... DC stuff messing around with itself, restarting oh my itself, good doing God. this. DC, you know, right? You know, yeah, we're both going to rant. <laughs> Absolutely, no, the you, new Batman, you go for it. Go the for Batman it. film they just did with Robert Pattinson is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, in my opinion. Have you seen it? Not yet. It is brilliant, and they're already redoing Batman again. For what's the guy with the blonde hair who's taking over, doing all the the directing and stuff? What's that dude's name? 
Oh god, don't ask me director's name. Well, terrible. he's like now in charge of the DC world, and he's oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, whoever his name is, um, he's redoing Batman, and they're doing the Robert Pattinson Batman as like an alternate dimension Batman compared to this new oh, Batman. And then why? Like the Flash film that's coming out has got that Ezra guy who shouldn't be in another DC film because he doesn't come across as a particularly good person in no. general. Um, and the trailer's got hints at Superman being it, but actually Supergirl, which is totally cool. I like that. But, you know, Henry Cavill is Superman. Oh, Sorry. God, yeah. Henry Cavill is Superman. He, ever since Christopher Reeve, mm. he is now the Superman. Yeah. Um, and don't get me I love things like Smallville. Looking back at it and watching some of the old Smallville, yeah, as cheesy it. as it was, it was good fun. But even then, Superman to me... If it's not Christopher Reeve, it was Henry Cavill. Mm. And he has just smashed those roles. I said ages ago that they DC were chasing the Marvel stuff. They shouldn't have bothered. They should have just started excuse me. <coughs> they should have just started again, done their own thing, yep. and built their universe up and got there when they got there. And I think everyone would have been happy with that and this this is it and this was one of my arguments as far as marvel go they do do it they do do this stupid rehash because look at spider-man how many different spider-men do we need yeah so we're on the third right now aren't we with tom holland is this yeah. the third one and same with hulk <laughs> well with hulk i kind of understand what they so, did and the first one the wasn't wonderful you had, Ed, you had ed, ed norton is am i right in saying Ed Norton owns the rights to the Hulk film that he was in. Oh, I had no idea. Which is why they haven't done another Hulk film because they can't use that those parts of it because Henry because because oh. he said he would only he he had to be in it, but they didn't want him to be in it. Which is disappointing because I really liked that him. That might be a load of rubbish that I'm saying that I heard that somewhere, but well, maybe fair, on TikTok. But there's always some truth I somewhere in I super things. liked him too. I thought he was really good. He he played the neuroses well. He played... It, it just worked for me. But they've taken everything else from that film. And don't the, get me wrong. The baddies I, in, in um, She-Hulk. You see, I've not watched any She-Hulk, but the current bloke that plays the Hulk... Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, I'm really struggling to try and remember his name, but I, re I like him. And... When it started going wrong was when we got this weird whole part of the MCU where he's come to terms with this Hulk side of things and he's Planet kind of Hulk this stuff, yeah. half and half thing that he is. It's like, yeah, no. I think Planet Hulk works as a comic. I, I feel like it didn't really work for me. And I think there's a as, lot. There's a film. There's a lot of Marvel stuff coming out now that works as a comic. That doesn't really work. I've enjoyed the Thor films. I watched Love and Thunder with my wife the other day. That's a really good film. I like it. It's stupid fun. It's not a good film if you actually want a good film for plot and everything else. But as for a film that goes for it's fun and it's full of exactly the stupid sort of comic book action that you want, that's what I loved about Marvel. And that's what you had with Iron Man. Yeah. It wasn't taking itself too seriously, and it really concentrated on getting those things from the comic books that you'd expect in a comic book film. 
But then there's other Marvel films that just feel very much like they're trying to be political. They're trying to mm-hmm. come up with a whole new reason for them being rather than just staying with that core. It's a superhero film. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be what it is. And DC are doing the same. So they've cancelled Black Adam too. Yeah. Yeah. This is the whole thing. He's, um, he's just because I haven't seen Black Adam one. Spoilers it all can turn off now. But I'm pretty sure Henry Cavill makes an appearance in the post credit scene, right? At the very end. So you get basic... And I really enjoyed Black Adam. Again, like I just said with Love and Thunder, it's not a blockbuster film. It's a film that was released as a blockbuster. And it's a very, very enjoyable <sighs> film for the DC side of things. And it opens up the story of Shazam nicely. And you've got The Rock who does pretty much what The Rock does which is just enjoyable screen fodder. Walking muscle. And yet you get this post-screen bit where you get Suicide Squad bad guy, and I can't think of her name, who basically is running the super secure prison and running oh, the Suicide Squad. same actress. Yeah, Amanda Holler, that's her yeah, name. Yeah. She's basically on the phone to Black Adam saying, I'll let you stay where you are, but if you leave there, we are going to have problems. And he says to her, nothing in this world can stop me and she said well it's lucky i've got something that's not from this world Mm -hmm. and then the next thing you've got is superman landing next to him going let's have a talk yeah and it's like boom yeah that is brilliant yeah i got a little goose pimples then by even you saying it (laughs) and it's not gonna happen now it's just gone yeah and you're it's dc just i don't they don't seem to have a coherent idea anymore they went from making films that were no comedy, trying to just be ultra, ultra, ultra dark and edgy. They then saw Marvel throwing out a little bit of humour in their films, and then suddenly they started getting a little bit of humour injected into them. Mm. But then, like you said, they reboot, and they reboot it again. And then we get a black and white version of a film as a director's cut, because that's how he wanted it, and the film was crap to start with. I didn't like the whole... I can't even remember which one it was. And then Justice League... It's had yeah. way more lemons than the Marvel series, in my opinion. I, it's it's the Justice League could have worked very well had they done an Aquaman film and a Wonder Woman film and the things. I don't know if remember if they did all them before, but I'd really mm. fill those characters out more before they did that. I'm tapping the side there, nearly tapping. But um, it yeah, it needed to have it take its time, and they rushed into it. And And Batman versus Superman, for example, could have been a good film. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it really wasn't... I I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I didn't think he was bad. I liked him. He was violent, and I liked it. But how many more actors do we need as Batman? Apparently one more, whoever he's going to be. And apparently it's not going to be an an older Batman. I thought it was going to be... But that's what I thought they went Robert Patterson for because he wasn't the age range that the others had been. I can't remember if it was going to be actually Batman himself was super old and it was going to be, you know, like the Nightwing kind of... Yeah. Or if it was going to be Batman really young. I can't remember what they said. Um, But yeah, Robert Patterson was Batman who I was not expecting to be particularly brilliant. But Mm. I was like, I'm not one of the people that would be like, oh no, he'll be rubbish and I'm not going to watch it. Oh, wait. And yeah, I think that is my favourite Batman. The honest answer is, the only reason I didn't watch it, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is because I'm sick and tired 
of sitting through Batman films where the exposition of the film is mummy and daddy got killed and I became the Batman. They don't mention it. And that's what... Oh, that's it's all not I, an origin story. Not, I, yeah. I, I, they just expect you to know who Batman is. But everything seems to be a bloody origin story yeah. with DC and it doesn't need to be. Why not just take a character, look at one of the um, graphic novels and just do it. Don't yeah. bother with an origin story. Look at who you've already got in Batman. Which one will he fit into? Right, we'll do that one then. Yeah. Hmm. Boom. That's what they need to do. That will get them fans. Yeah, it's like with um, Logan. I know yeah, we saw all that stuff before, but um, Old Man Logan is a really good comic. Really good. And I think they did a really good job at putting that into mm. the film. Um, the same with this Batman film. That's I can't remember what the... I think the comics might just be called Batman. I've got them upstairs. But that is a really good run. Right, I think okay. they did a really good job with that one. Um, and I think that's... What DC really need to do? Everyone knows the origin of these. If you're going to do these main characters, just don't just don't do the origin stuff. It's, we we all know it's like Spider Man. We all know he got bit by a radioactive spider. Let's get on with it. Yeah, I mean, which, which there's a DC film that um, it opens, and I'm sure it's kind of the origins of Batman, and it's a nightmare or something where he's getting lifted out of a cave by a group of bats going around like a tornado round him. I can't remember what well, that might have even been the Ben Affleck era of Blimmin' Batman. That might be Ben Affleck in, and it's in just the like, Justice League. This film. is an absolutely unrequired thing. Mm. It's you're just pandering to oh, but there might be kids who don't know who Batman is. Doubtful. Unlikely. We've massively gone off. Yeah, track. sorry, right. Yeah, <laughs> what quite, we, we tend we to rant. <laughs> we were talking about Iron Man, and then, yeah, we ended up with talking about how DC are basically doing what Marvel... They got to a point that they were equaling Marvel to an extent, but then, then suddenly they've gone well off the rails and dropped everything. And, and But back to Marvel. Mm. The original X-Men film... That can't be older than Iron Man. Original X-Men. When do we say Iron Man was? So you're thinking Hugh Jackman as good old Wolverine, opening with him out in the uh, in the bar fight. Oh, God, I only saw something about him the other day about how long he'd been playing Wolverine. And let's face it, the, the CGI, even now he's, I can picture, wasn't wonderful. He's in his 50s. Early 50s, I think, Hugh Jackman now. So how old would he have been when he was playing Wolverine for the first time? In his 20s. No, 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 no. In his 30s. <laughs> Must have been his 30s. Could have been his 30s. Could have been his 20s. The mathematics here is, is dropping, dropping yeah, I'm getting, drastically. Because in his 20s he was on stage in theatre. So he wouldn't have been doing, uh, doing Wolverine then. 15 years ago. Oh, Rob. Iron Man was 15 years ago, oh, 2008. <laughs> Come on. The year 2000, 23 years ago for the original X-Men film. I got his age right. He would have been in his 30s. Yes, you did. So I would have been 16, just leaving secondary school when that oh. first X-Men came out. Which, again, I stand by. It's a good film. What a film. Yeah. X-Men 2, okay, not too bad. X-Men 3, what did you do? Why uh, is did that you last do stand? That's yeah, last stand with just very, very many things wrong you with know, it. Um, Darth Maul's in those films, isn't he? He is. 
He's with uh, his actual voice, not Peter Shurer. Is he the frog thing, he lizard thing? Yeah, because it's Peter Shurer. I can't say his name. Shurer fits his Darth Maul's voice. Yeah, so it's not Frogman. Um, but yes, yeah, Frogman's voice. Oh, so his know. own voice in. in so that's in, Darth in, Maul. But yeah, it's twenty-three years ago. Yeah, that's. Crazy. I was sixteen. You were fifteen when that I first came out. Yeah. And that's that. That was the first bit of Marvel I really ingested. Oh, yeah, I really liked that first one. I did, and I well, still they, do. They, they brought back um, Sabretooth for the later films. They did indeed, and same um, actor and everything. Again, people will have no doubt Ray criticism over. I liked the young X Men series films. You know, the X Men First Class, where they're all young, and it's kind of their origin of. I enjoyed them as films. I liked. Um, I only liked the first one. I oh, see. I didn't mind any of them. What's the one with the giant pyramid Egyptian asshole um, apocalypse? Mm. I quite I enjoyed That's it. It's called X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, X Men Apocalypse. I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it at the time, and I would not watch it again. Really, I wouldn't bother. It's not made my list. <laughs> no, well, that, that's fair enough. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's it's not up there. In fact, very few of the X Men films are actually on. If I said, right, let's watch one of them, there's not many I would. I think I mean X Men Wolverine. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds with no mouth and being a dead his, his, Deadpool. His Deadpool. Thank yeah. God he revived Deadpool and did it properly. That's that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Yeah, it's and no real. Green Lantern DC. That's terrible. Isn't it? What's the um, Green Hornet's better? Never seen Green Hornet. <laughs> Is that Marvel? I don't know if it's. Is yeah, it even a comic? It's, it's a comic. I don't know if it's anybody. Well, I think it's a comic. I, I honestly couldn't Seth tell Rogen, you on that. Right? It's Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yeah, maybe he made it up. Who knows? <laughs> there was one more I was going to bring up, and I haven't put it on here, and that was Space Jam, 1996. And my only real memory of Space Jam, other than the fact I love it to this 96. day. 96? 1996. when Space Jam came out. Yeah. I'd watch that again. No, I loved it. Yeah. And... That was a really good I'm ashamed game. to admit this, but do you remember when Blockbuster used to, you used to go out to Blockbuster and it was still VHS at that point? Popcorn and a VHS. Well, they had in the middle of the St. Albans store, they had those wire mesh sort of baskets. Yep. And what went in there were the Blockbuster X rentals that you could buy. Mm-hmm. I bought Space Jam for £2.99. Pence, oh, really? And I took it home. And I'm realising I might have traits it. I watched it about three times in a row. And I watched that VHS to death. I loved Space Jam. I used to rent Mega Drive games from that place. <laughs> we always used to rent um, one of the Olympics games from Mega Drive. Oh, really? Yeah. We think how many times I rented it, I easily could have brought it like three or four More times. than likely, but it was Blockbuster. It was an exciting thing. And mm. get, we'll talk about that I in Dad the, Talk. I can because there's remember a... the smell of Blockbuster. It's so vivid. I went every week. What a place, and it's gone. Into my twenties, <laughs> I was going there in my twenties, driving there. Yeah, I used to. I used to go out there to have a look at the PC games, look at the games that because at that point yeah. they had a game station move in there as well. So you yeah, could go and buy secondhand games in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a good game selection in there actually, and it was one of the only places in St Albans you could buy. We had a game at that point. HMV was just about still there, but their game selection was pretty poor. Blockbuster was the only other place you could go and buy a current video game at that point. They had a cage. They had things in a cage. Do you remember? You they know? did. Yeah. Uh, right. You know what? We are getting well into the typical realms of over an hour at this oh, point. Oh, okay. So um, final one, Simpsons. And we all know The Simpsons is old. But I'm talking not about the 
small clips that were shown on the uh, Tracy Ullman show, I'm talking about what we know as The Simpsons. So Simpsons Roasting on Open Fire, the Christmas episode number one, which wasn't number one in the series, but they decided to open with it because it was a festive thing and people would gel to it more. Right. Okay. So I would have been small because I would watch it at Mark's house. Nice. Who did I tell this the other day? So I told someone the other day and it was a thing we did like they would do religiously in their house. We'd be there and his dad would shout off to him and say, Simpsons is on. And we'd all come down and hear Mark nice. and I would sit on the floor in front of the television and watch The Simpsons. So, and I've known him my entire life. <laughs> so I I reckon I would have been about five or six. So, 90. 89. 89, yeah. So 1989, and it is that grand total then of 34 years old this year. And I completely believe it, and it's still brilliant. It is. The modern series, I I, I will not agree with you on that. I stopped liking it, and then it got better again, when Family Guy came out, and they started copying mannerisms of Family Guy and the way Family Guy was shot. Not um, the rudeness, yeah. but the, the kind of way it was shot. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. They they kind of took and saw that an edgy cartoon. I mean, talk about Family Guy. Do you remember when Family Guy first showed in the in the UK? It was on Channel 4 mm. at prime time, so 6.30 in the evening, and there was no swearing in it. The rude jokes were gone, and it made no sense at all. I don't think so I watched, I watched three episodes of it, and it's like, well, this is absolutely rubbish. And then it, it stopped being showed, and then it started showing on BBC Three. And I gave it another chance. It's like, this makes a whole lot more sense. Now it's rude. I Family Guy is one of those shows that I can understand why people like it. Mm. There are aspects of it that I do find. I do they find say the jokes things funny. that none of us are allowed to say and get away with it. I, I do find it funny, but I don't enjoy it. Does that make sense? I won't sit there and watch Family Guy. I won't hunt it out. I won't record it. I won't do anything. It's 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 a strange one. I used to enjoy the first few seasons, and then I found it was getting very samey, very boring. And then American Dad appeared, and I started watching American Dad. So like, oh, I really enjoy this. Then that got really boring and samey about the same time. And I thought, oh, let's see what Family Guy is doing. Oh, Family Guy's good again. Mm. And it's it's a weird one, that one. But going back to The Simpsons, yeah, 34 years. I didn't watch The Simpsons until about 1995, 1996. Yeah. So my parents, and I love my parents, don't get me wrong. My parents thought, and they're not religious in any way, it was evil. And they thought Ren and Stimpy was evil and crap and it would rot our brains and we therefore were not allowed to watch it. Mm. And then somehow, and I don't know how, me and my middle brother persuaded mum and dad one evening to sit down at 6pm on BBC Two and watch an episode of The Simpsons. And since then, my dad has not missed an episode. He still records it on the DVR they've got at home the six o'clock episode on channel four and he'll go back and watch it if he can't watch it live yeah even if he's seen the episode a hundred times he still does and they still sit down and watch it yeah it was a momentous occasion when they really realized how good it was everybody watched the simpsons but you, you say that but it something obviously clicks in my parents brains then because i told them 
oh, well, if you like this, and this is a few years later, because at that point, I, I had no real appreciation for it. But I was watching <laughs> things like Beavers and Butthead with my friends, and I yeah. loved it. Then South Park came out, loved it. Mm. Then I discovered King of the Hill, and I love King of the Hill. And I thought, oh, mum and dad might like this. So I said to them, oh, the man that made Beavers and Butthead, and immediately they shut down. Nope, we know what they, nope. So just watch it. And again, that they religiously watched whenever it was, even when Channel 4 were like doing, oh, the new episode of King of the Hills out at one o'clock in the morning. It was recorded on VHS and they watched it back. I was just watching their chain. And if we hadn't had The Simpsons do that in 95, 96, I don't think they would have ever opened their eyes to anything else like King of the Hill. I can't imagine your parents watching King of the Hill. They they loved it. And then mum discovered um, Everybody Loves Raymond. And uh, King of Queens. And they watched those. And then they also discovered uh, there was a BBC series called Still Game. Really re- about two bo- um, two comedians done up as old boys and living in a tower block in Scotland. And mm. their, their stories were really good. Ch- and I seriously do believe that The Simpsons is to thank for them taking a chance to watch things. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we watch things. Don't get me wrong. We used to, way before The Simpsons, we used to sit as a family and watch Roseanne. Channel 4, Roseanne will watch that or we will watch Gladiators as a family on Saturday night. Mm. Um, Crypton Factor on good old BBC, you know. But it's then, well, after they'd started watching The Simpsons, they much more opened up to watching things like Harry Enfield and Chums when it came on or The Far Show oh. or um, Third Rock from the Sun they absolutely adored. And I love Third Rock from the Sun. I've got to buy it. But you know what? The box of all the series is like 120 quid because you can't buy it anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, so The Simpsons, 34 years old and I only got to enjoy it what nearly seven years after it came out yeah and then i had all my friends that had sky go oh, have you seen the latest episode oh yeah i saw it then finding out that no i hadn't seen the latest episode i'd seen the one from 1991 yeah <laughs> it was a it, uh, but there you go it it just blows my mind when we look back at things and thinking how modern certain things are when they really aren't yeah, I'm glad X Men actually really threw you on that one. Two thousand for that was just yeah. I mean, I didn't bring up Half Life Two because you know what, you, you already talked about that. Um, funny enough, that was just when I'd got rid of my first PC and I'd got the original Xbox was my main game. That's the first time I experienced Half Life Two was on the original Xbox yeah. and I completed it on that and it was an amazing game on that. Then playing it through on the PC and then going. Oh, I was let down on the Xbox, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the same. The first time I ever played was the Orange Box. And then I played on the PC later. I was like, oh, yeah, they, these are basically two different games. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you for ruining my evening. Oh, well, you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> but uh, there you go, ladies and gents. That is the end of episode one. And uh, I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed it. Because you know what? I've really enjoyed spending the past hour and 20-odd minutes chatting about it and catching up on all these weird nostalgic things from the 80s and 90s. And yeah... I think, Rob, do you agree? We are very much stuck in the 80s and 90s as a pair. I mean, I don't mind the early 2000s. I don't mind current days. Obviously, the things that are going on in our lives. Obviously, I I love being where I am right now. But if I could, the 80s and 90s are a place I would happily go back to. Yeah, I think I I pretend I'm in this time, but I don't think I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know, we have been rambling on well, well past what we should have been. So let's 
absolutely kind of finish it there. If you want to talk to us, you can find us on Twitter at underscore channel 84. You can also find us on Facebook under the Channel 84 Variety Show. Type that into the search box, you will find us. You can also head over to channel84.co.uk, which is our site, which will get the latest episode of the podcast. It also has our blog posts that are released daily sometimes, sometimes weekly. It depends how much writing we get done. Um, and you can also find us over on YouTube, which will be, I think, TJ Channel 84. And I, I will put it in the notes uh, on, on this. So if I'm wrong, you can check there. And ultimately, you can find all our links at channel84.start.page. Uh, so there's lots of ways you can get in contact. And finally, if you want to email us, find us on podcasts at channel84.co.uk. Rob, is there anything else you want to bring up before we leave these lovely people for another evening and come back to them in the next episode? Uh, I'd just like to tell you that I love you. Oh, I'm, I love you too, big boy. <laughs> Can you remember what we were going to do for the next episode? I know I'd kind of got down episode three was possibly going to be Arthur. It was films, weren't we? You can do our films. It was, no, it was, it was, it was the was film episodes. Yeah. yeah. The next episode, which is going to be with you in about two weeks' time, is going to be us talking about film. Um, then we're going to have a bit of a dad talk episode, I think. And then we'll do the Arthur episode. I think we need a bit of a dad talk episode thrown in there. So I'm Maybe sure. Maybe it was dad talk was the next one. I don't remember the list. No, we, we, we well, you know, whatever, we'll figure it out. It, we'll figure it out. Keep an eye on the webpage. Keep an eye on the social front and we will post an update there. Take it easy and we will see you all very soon. Love Goodbye. you, bye.